0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Cut up. It's the Australian Cricket Podcast. And here are your hosts.
0: Hi there listeners and welcome back to the Australian Cricket Podcast. It's Men here with the final instalment of Book Week. We've had Hoggy, we've had Boof, now we have 66 test veteran Brad Haddon. Now, Brad has released a new book called My Family's Keeper, which is as much a story about his daughter's battle with cancer as it is a story about his own cricket career. It is a powerful read, and I thoroughly recommend it to all the listeners. And I started off by asking Brad Haddon why he wrote this book.
1: Early doors in in Mia's treatment plan, she she can't remember a lot uh, what, what happened, um, which, which which is a good thing, uh, because there's some very dark days there for her. but. We think the book will be a great tool for Mia to be able to look over in years to come and and I'll have a look at her journey, to to be honest, and explain some of the side effects of the treatment that it's had. And so, yeah, that was one of the big motivations on writing the book.
0: Now, I'm just wondering, in the book, it shows your ability to be able to switch off from what's going on in your personal life and be able to... Be able to perform on the field. How were you able to sort of do that? Because, I mean, it, you, your family was going through turmoil, and you were still able to put in some great performances for your country. How, how did you manage manage that? That, that was really hard
1: um, at, at the start, and I didn't handle that that really well. The, the first game um, I came back to New South Wales, I couldn't get oh, the thoughts of what was going on at home with me or out of my head, and, and I really struggled to, to to pull the two two apart. But after I sat down with um, karina um, and had had a good chat about moving forward and, and how we were going to approach it. It, it we we found a way um and, and with, with my family support I, I was able to when i was there being a cricketer i was able to focus on on what i had to do there and and when i was home it was it was time to be a family man again so yeah it was my, my family played a massive um role in in helping me uh, get that balance right so I, I could perform the way i needed to
0: and when you came back to the Aussie side after going away when Mia was initially diagnosed, did you find that that the whole personal life thing put cricket in a different
1: perspective? Oh in all honesty you, you spend your your, your life uh, challenging yourself to to be the best cricketer you can, and, and we're, we're in a really unique position where we get to, to play the game um, that, that every Australian loves for, for a living but I think when I came back, that the hardest thing a, a, about it all was, was leaving the, the family home. So, yeah, it, it did put a uh, – I don't think I looked at the, the game any differently. I, I think I just looked at all those little things that tend to consume your thoughts that you're worried too much about. Um, I, I just didn't have time or, or the energy to worry about them. I
0: mean, your book's an amazing read. I, I found, you know, being a father myself, that it's, it's really – powerful story and you know it's very moving and um just congratulations on on that that part of the book as i said i think you know it's it's a good book for not just cricket fans to read but but everybody so uh, i think that it's a it's a valuable book that you've written and i hope that people that are outside the cricket community pick it up and have a read
1: yeah i hope so i, I think it's a, a book for but not only just cricket lovers but um just everyone to, to be perfectly honest it's got a a different look, um, at the, at my, at my cricket career. Um, I was blessed to, to do what I did for, for so long. And, um, yeah, and, and if our book can touch another family that's going through a similar, um, situation or, or, or coming on hard times, well, if we can touch one family there, well, I think the book, the book's been worth it.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think it will.
1: It's a very powerful
0: book. Now, Brad, we have lots of listeners from overseas, uh, England, South Africa, some of your favorite competitive nations. And, you know, one of the impressions that I got from our listeners that you were quite a, I wouldn't say divisive figure, but, you know, you used to rile up opposition players and opposition fans. And uh, I think you, you sort of, I've heard you say before, there wasn't so much you were sledging, but you just like to be involved in the game. Um, what do you think about that sort of aspect
1: of your game? Oh, oh, oh I think that the one thing a job is the wicket my job was to, to make sure um, in, in the field we're playing an up-tempo game, we're, we're making the, an, an uncomfortable environment for the opposition, not not with, with our verbal, but um, our, our presence we, we had in the field and our movement. So I, I know as a as a wicketkeeper, and, and then Healy spoke to me about this very early in the my career is it was our job to make sure the, the fielders were, were making that uncomfortable environment and, and making sure our energy is where it needs to be. And if not, I used to take that personally as a wicketkeeper because I, I used to think that was my job. Yeah, it definitely
0: is. Now, one of my favourite memories, memories of your playing career is at the SCG two years ago in a test match versus India. You came out to bat and Virat Kohli stood there and it looked like he was giving you a gobful. I mean maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, maybe he was just asking you what you were having for dinner, and you proceeded to hit the next ball straight over the bowler's head for six, that must have been a good feeling.
1: Yeah, it was. I, I know the SCG quite well, and and I know the way that we played and there was a lot of talk going into the test match that they were going to try to bounce me and things, and I came in at a, at a time where I could play with a bit of freedom, and um, we're looking to... Um, Declare and I thought, oh well, if it's if it's up, I'm I'm going to throw caution to the wind here. And and I got a good piece of it, and, and it went to six. So um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a good little theatre. Um, yeah, it was great theatre. out there. It was fantastic.
0: And some of the other players you've um, come to blows with on the field. Ben Stokes. There's uh, an interesting story in the book of when he took his first Test wicket in inverted commas, and uh, unfortunately overstepped the line. Uh, he had a few words to him. He's a very
1: um. A very affronting cricketer, isn't he? Oh, I think, he, yeah, he he was a shining light for England in in the Ashes series that we we won five five uh, and I think he's just gone on to greater heights since. So yeah, no, that was all um, a, a bit of fun. He was a he was a fierce com- competitor. There was no malice in what was going on out there in the field, and yeah, he um we all enjoyed a a cold beer at the end of the series and and had a good joke about it. So um, that that is the the moment that a bit of fun out there between men.
0: Yeah, look, I think it's great for the game when you see that sort of passion. I mean, we saw recently with Faf, sort of Faf Duplessis, winding up the Aussie crowds. He's good at winding up people. I remember he called, what, you and Warner barking dogs a couple of years ago. So he's someone that winds people up. And
1: it's just good for the game. And I think it's great theatre, as you said. Oh, I think that we're out there to entertain. We we want people coming in to... to, to um the gates, watching the game, and and you want the characters in the game, and and Fat obviously did a really good job this summer, bringing that South African team together with with no AB or, or Dale Steyn. So um yeah he he earned the right to, to play the way um he in South Africa wanted to.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I know you've been watching a lot of the Test matches. What do you think about the way the Australian side's going at the moment? Do you think there's the cricket is in crisis in this country, or is it sort of been blown out of proportion? Oh, well, we just won the. The last
1: test match, and, and I, I thought that was a, a really refreshing team. Um, I think there was a line in the sand after the Hobart, and, and I really liked the way the Australian selectors and and the Australian team um, responded. I thought the new guys that, that came in gave a lot of energy to the to the group, and 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 I think we're we're in good hands. Steve Smith now got a team that he can mould the the way he wants to play for the for the however long he wants. Um, so it, I think it's a Exciting time for, for Australian cricket and I'm looking forward to the Test series against Pakistan.
0: In your book you write about how you were sort of instrumental in Steve Smith ascending to the captaincy when Michael Clark was injured. What is it that you saw in Steve Smith as a captain? Oh,
1: I, I think Stephen showed leadership qualities um, right the way when he started at New South Wales. He came in very, very young and he was raw but he always had a really good cricket brain. Um, he, he was happy to ask, asked questions, he, he thought. He always thought about moving the game forward and, and winning the game. So oh, I think he's going to be a really good captain for Australia. Um, he's just starting in his, in his time as captain for Australia and, and I reckon it's a really exciting time to, um, for him and, and the team. Yeah, I'm a
0: massive Steve Smith fan. I'm hoping he plays on for another 10 years and just keeps racking up the records because it's, it's great to have a, a young captain like that uh, in the job. Now, I want to go back to some parts of the book, especially, you know, I spoke to Darren Lehman and I read his account of your uh, retirement and dropping, I guess, and I've read your account of it, and they seem to match up pretty closely. Have you read what Darren's written about when you were left out of the side? Uh, No, I I haven't read it, but um, um, Darren and I were. He said that he probably made a mistake in you and Watto playing on Um, Through the ashes, and maybe that was part of the problem. How do you sort of reflect on that? I think through the the whole
1: process, what you, everyone, and I said in the book. I I got dropped on form first and foremost, and and Darren was really good. This situation, he was, he was honest um, with me, and yeah, there was, yeah, the reason I wasn't uh, in the side is, is because my form wasn't where it
0: needed to be. Darren comes across as an honest person in his in his book and talking to him, and I obviously that's important for relationships moving forward. That you feel like you've got an open, honest relationship.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: What about uh, the future? Now you're, you've got one left season left in the BBL, then you've got the the Pakistan Super League next year,
1: and then and then is that it for your playing days? I'm um, uh, I'm looking forward to the to the sixes and, and had a really enjoyable time in uh, Dubai with Islamabad um, in the Pakistan League. So, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy the, the next couple of months playing. Um, yeah, there's there's no pressure yet yeah, to do anything else but enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm just um, – there's no expectations or, or anything like that. I'm just going to go and enjoy playing some uh, 2020 cricket. But then no more playing after that? Oh, I, I hadn't really thought that far ahead. To, yeah, well, I haven't thought that far ahead to, to be honest. So, as i said, I, I just want to enjoy that time uh, with the Sixers um, and, enjoy the the time with uh, Islamabad, and, and I'll, I'll sit down after that and, and decide where I want to go.
0: So, Brad, you're going to be finishing up playing fairly soon. What do you think when you stop playing? You're going to move into media or coaching? What would you like to do post
1: playing? Oh, I, I still enjoy the game. Um, I, I enjoy being involved in the game. I, I did a bit of coaching with. Um, Australia Ray, which I really enjoyed. Um, I'm assistant coach over in Islamabad this, this time around as well and, and, and going to do a tour with, with Darren to New Zealand, helping out there. So, yeah, coaching is something that um, the, the more I uh, get involved with it, the, the more I seem to enjoy. But it's important that you're doing it for the right reasons and, and you're not just doing it... To, um, yeah, you, you want to do it to, to make a difference. So, um, yeah, if the, if the right job comes up, you'll, you'll obviously put your hand up and be involved if, if you think you can make a difference to, to Australian cricket.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to you moving into the commentary box for Triple M. Uh, we have a segment on the show called The Commentary Critique. Are there any commentators that you like to listen to or that you'll mould your
1: own commentary on? I don't, I don't know about mould. I think you'll, you'll bring your, your own personal take on... Whatever you do, the the one commentator I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to working with and, and hearing back on the airways is um, Kerry O'Keefe, um, the great skull. So I'm I'm really excited about um, having the opportunity to, to work with him. And I know he's got a, an unbelievable cricket brain, um, but he's also got a unique way to, to look at things. So I think that's going to be really exciting for everyone to, to hear him back on the airways and and to be able to sit next to him and uh, talk to him about the game, I think it's going to be great fun.
0: Yeah, I think Kerry O'Keefe manages to marry serious analysis with humour, which is a hard thing to do. He's got a unique talent. Oh, He has
1: got a unique talent and I think everyone's just looking forward to him um, being back on the airway. So, uh, yeah, I'm like everyone else around Australia. I can't wait. (laughs) Now, just
0: when I've read comments about your book that you say that you hope your book is able to touch people in a way a traditional cricket book won't, and I think you've achieved that. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about it. As I said, My Family's Keeper is an incredible read, and I thoroughly recommend it to all the listeners. And, Brad, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, and good luck with the rest of the season with the Sixers.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me.
0: Have thank you. Day. Thanks, Brad. Bye.
1: What a marvellous stroke. He's played no better shot than that in the whole of this series.